0: Reopening Delaware, a special presentation of The Rick Jensen Show on WDEL. Join us now as we navigate the future of our state through and beyond the COVID-19 crisis. Here's Rick Jensen.
1: So here we are with hundreds of thousands of Delawareans saying, oh, look, it's getting back to normal here. Going back to the office, going back to work. Uh, And yet still you have thousands of Delawareans saying, no, there's no normal here. They are still owed money and unemployment benefits. Some of them are just truly struggling still, trying to find a job, and it just gets to be more complicated. So, try to unravel these knots of frustration. Daryl Scott, director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Office, is on the phone every Tuesday right after the news at 1 o'clock. And he's here for you right now at 302-529-1017. Call now. If you or someone you know is having a problem, 302 302-529-1017 specifically a problem with unemployment insurance benefits. Daryl, thanks for being on.
2: Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me on.
1: You know, I know you have some news, uh, some things people need to know about claiming unemployment now because it changed a couple weeks ago. But first, I want to get to the calls, okay? Okay. Thank you. And and by the way, uh, if this involves the backlog, please do explain the backlog, where it goes back to, and how fraudulent claims are adding to that as well. We get to Don. Don, say hi to Daryl.
0: Hello, Rick. And hello,
2: Daryl. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey, Don. Hi. Uh, um, I just – I realize, first off, I'm, I'm not calling up to – I know it's a backlog and you guys have been living in, uh, in hell for the last year or three months, whatever. But my situation
0: is I've been trying to get my claim uh, looked at. Uh, I Right now it's canceled, and I go back to the beginning
2: of last year. And I've called in a couple of times, and they said someone will get back to you an email, and again, I understand the backlog, and it's not feasible. Um, is there any way that I could email Rick with my situation and then yeah. um, have somebody contact me by
0: email or by phone?
2: Yes. If you'll email Rick, R-I-C-K at W-D-E-L dot com. And Don, give, give me a little background and we'll get it to the right person to look at. And especially if you're dealing with a claim from 2020. Uh, as I've shared on the call in the past, you know, we are we were down at least in the last report I saw about 56 claims that we were aware that may be outstanding from 2020. And um, we'll look first to see if you're one of those 56. And if not, try and find out why you're not on the – why why your claim was missed. Okay. All right. I'll send that in to Rick. And again, thank you guys for doing this. Thanks, Don. No worries. Okay. Let's get to Jake, 302
1: to 1017 Jake, say hi to Daryl Scott.
2: Hey, Daryl. How are you doing? Doing well, Jake. How are you?
1: I'm good. I have two issues here. Um, my issue is uh, I filed in early March. I don't know if the backlog is caught up to March yet.
2: It, we're in March, so it may be that somebody has just been assigned your case to look at, but what else do you have going on?
1: Um, my cousin passed away last year, I think. Sorry to hear that. Two, yeah. And uh, I I moved into his house, and somebody – I got a letter in the mail. Somebody filed
2: unemployment in his name on the 13th of June. <laughs> oh, no. So, well – I'm sorry. One, I'm sorry for the loss of your cousin. And unfortunately, we've seen this before with uh, individuals who have passed away that claims have been filed in their name. If you could email Rick, R-I-C-K at W-D-L dot com. And just uh, one is you can mention the claim from March. And if you have your claim information, a claim number, and just the last four of your social, that'll help me uh, find it or have somebody find your claim, claim and look at it. And if you could include the letter, or just the, your cousin's name and um, the address, and then let me look at that, and we'll make sure that claim is put on hold.
0: How about a copy of the death certificate too? What's that?
2: Well, you 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 won't need to do that if you're telling me that it's that he's passed away. I just want if with the name, we'll make sure that claim is stopped and it doesn't go any further. Okay. God.
0: All right. Thank you very much.
1: Hi, Thanks, Jake. Jake. All right. Be well. 302 529 Daryl Scott, Director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Office, on the phone right now. Let's get to Will. Will, say hi to Daryl.
0: Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we today? Doing well, Will. I, I have a question for you, sir. I received yes. a notice in the mail to an address that I no longer reside at, and I haven't resided at for almost 20 years. And it's a notice of monetary determination. Yep. So does that mean
2: somebody's trying to collect unemployment on me? It yep. does mean that somebody most likely filed a claim in your name, and it's interesting that it went to you or to an address that you were no longer – Affiliated with, so the one thing we'll just to, to use this as an opportunity to educate listeners on this issue, you know, claimants come in and they file a claim and they they can put their address in whatever whatever address it is and if they're trying to impersonate you if they have your social security number, they put an address in, uh, they list whoever the employer is they last worked and it could be real or not, and that claim will come in. Now they're subject to some identity verification questions, but you know, based on the address that they submit is the address that we'll, you know, we'll send the documentation to. Um, But we also use that address information as part of the identity verification, you know, process. So um, the best thing you can do for me is if you'll send Rick an email, R-I-C-K at w d l dot com, and uh, just give me the basics from that letter, sort of the name, the address, um, then I'll make sure that the claim gets put on hold. Now, the one thing, well, you should do is make sure you monitor your credit reports. Um, and it, we're advising claimants who are who who've been faced with this issue to file a police report to report the identity the identity theft. And you would do that okay. to your you know with your local law enforcement agency. So that's a city or county police or or the state police, you know, whoever your local uh, law enforcement agency is. Okay, would that
0: be the police department that I live? at now, or would that be the police department that it went to?
2: I would would use the address that you now live.
0: Okay. Okay, because I also, I know I've received another letter. I haven't gotten a hold of it yet, but I have received another letter. Can I just copy these two letters and send them to Rick and then have Rick send them to you?
1: You, you could scan them, and I could forward them to you if you want to Yeah, do that. you could take
2: a picture or take a picture of them with your phone if you if you want to. And, and Will, I'm interested in what that second letter is as well.
1: Yeah, you scan them to me, Rick, at WDL.com, and I'll forward them to Daryl.
0: You got it, Rick. I really appreciate everything that you guys are doing. Thank you very Thanks. much.
1: Thanks, Will. And so you should. <laughs> okay, that was a laugh line. You're supposed to laugh there, Will. All right, pal. Uh, joking. I Let me also throw this in there if you're sending me an email as uh i'm doing this on a volunteer basis all right do it today i just want listeners to know daryl i want them to know that do it today today because i'm going on vacation starting tomorrow right right when the phillies first pitch i'm gone all right tomorrow (laughs) phillies first pitch 105 i'm out i'm gone for a week and i'm not taking my laptop so I just want folks to know, do it today, all right? And and I'll stay up late, and I'll take care of the emails, and I'm getting to Daryl today. But I just want you to know that uh, I'm taking a week, and I'm not taking a laptop. That's it. Unless my my wife takes her tablet, then I'll probably <laughs> do something. But anyway, uh, that's the thing. I I want people to know that there's there's um, there's a lot of people who have been. Drawn in to these fraudulent applications. Daryl, I want to thank you for inviting me over to the Adjudication Center in Newark Last week. It was great. I met wonderful people who are truly dedicated When I asked these folks and again, there's like 30 people there right And uh, 20 or 30 people and And I asked what do you want people to know and like three or four people just kind of humbly said that we care and I listened to that and I heard that loud and clear and they said, We just want people to know that we care. That's nice. I and I think people should know that.
2: No, I appreciate you sharing that because the 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 you know we're faced with and the team is faced with this daily sort of more work than than we're able to get done. As I've shared with you, we aren't pleased that we have a backlog, but you know, as we've talked about this fraud um, or the attempts at fraud, is simply compounding the work. So, in addition to try and you know determine is it a legitimate claim, uh, before we even get to the determination of whether they're entitled to benefits. And so, um, it, it's interesting, Rick, and I'll just share this because uh, people you know may may be interested in this. We are a state. We you know UI is a federal program. It's administered at a state level, but it's funded federally. And with the increased claim volume, we get additional dollars for managing the UI program. But because the overall demand nationwide was greater than what the appropriation was, we only got about 75 percent of our Q1 appropriation. Wow. So, it, again, it, that's a, that compounds the impact that we have the additional work, but we don't necessarily have the federal funding to, to accompany that. And it's it's not just Delaware. That's an issue that's faced by all the states because it's a national issue that we're facing. All right. So
1: how does this affect the office? How does this affect uh, the folks in Delaware?
2: Well, the thing is we're trying to figure out again, we you know, we've got the support of the state, but we're we're trying to make sure we have, I mean, as I shared with you, we're keeping we're still hiring, we're trying to find additional space. Um, But the issue that we're balancing is making sure that we maintain the funding to be able to support, you know, support the needs of the business. So it's from a management perspective, it's our challenge and mine and the secretary to make sure that we continue to uh, advocate for the funds we need, both federally and from the state to to make sure we keep resources on as long as we need to clear the backlog. And. And, uh, and fight this fraud. Uh, and I will tell you, we've got the support of the administration and uh, from the governor down to, you know, to make sure we've got additional funds to try and make up this difference. But it's, um, it just adds to the workload, to the managers, right? Is oh, trying absolutely. Trying to figure out how do, we, oh, yeah. how do we keep going.
1: So Like I mentioned before, I got to meet uh, a lot of the folks there on the team uh, in Newark. I know you have different offices. And, yeah. uh, and one woman working there said, you won't believe this, but my first day on the job, Somebody filed a claim in my name fraudulently, and yeah. and it, and so you know I've mentioned this on the show before. There was a guy who lived in my house back in the 1970s, who uh, who is also a victim because a letter of determination came to my house. I thought this guy hasn't owned this house in like what 40 years or, or more, and um, 50 really, and then okay, 40. <laughs> no, no, no matter, and and then there a check came, and now I have another letter I haven't yet opened, but I gave it to you guys. So I just want folks to know that this fraud that's happening in Delaware is rampant, and it's like one degree of separation here in Delaware. If you don't know somebody, I guarantee someone you know does know that person. Well, now if if you're not a victim of f- unemployment insurance fraud. I guarantee you know somebody who is because it seems to be that rampant. Now, is that an exaggeration or is it really that rampant, Daryl?
2: Well, I can tell you, I mean, we – it is a significant issue. And, and, you know, as a state of neighbors, Rick, you're probably right. If you – you've probably heard of somebody who said, yes, somebody filed a claim in my name. I know from the personal friends that have been affected – uh, that have reached out to say, "Hey, a claim was filed in my name." To uh, their interaction, and our law enforcement agencies are being stretched with this issue as well, right? I mean, the the tens of thousands, and I should say tens of thousands, but I know more than ten thousand claims that uh, of identity theft that have been reported to the state police for, you know, identity theft. Is you know, it just speaks to the significant issue that we are facing. And the compounding impact it has on on law enforcement as they're they're taking these reports.
1: Now right, you, so. you, you said the word compounding, and that rang a bell in my head, and that is this: this week I received an email from somebody who said, "Hey, I uh, I got this message from you guys through through Facebook. I went to the Bitly website and I entered in all my uh, information, but now I'm wondering if maybe that wasn't an official website. So but, I shared that with you." And you said that is not a UI. That's not one of our UI official websites. And yep. the guy and the guy said, "Oh my gosh!" And I said to him, "I this is all by by email, by the way." And I sent an email saying, "Call your credit card companies. Call your banks. Let them know that you might be compromised." And freeze, you know, put a freeze on all your credit reporting, so nobody can uh, go try to buy a car, apply for a credit card, anything like that in your name without you knowing about it. And and it that website seemed like it was a funny one to me. I did not even open it up. I just you hover the mouse over it. You are breathing heavily. Sorry, Daryl. Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> totally distracted I was me.
2: Sig- I was sighing heavily. Because I know. Oh, you are <laughs> sighing? So okay.
1: To... Yeah, that's what that was. So, <laughs> so anyway, you hover the mouse over, and you can see where it might take you. Don't do it. And, and you saw that. What did you think?
2: No, I, I and as I replied, it's not it's not a legitimate claim. We, you know, the the request to say, hey, we're updating our user profile for UI and PUC, and click here to update it. If you don't do it within forty eight hours, is a is a fraud, right? It's it, it's a it's not a legitimate request from us. As I shared last week, you'll see an email from Delaware.gov. That's that's an employee yeah. that's that's emailing you you may see an email out of our service now so delaware i think it's service-now.com mm-hmm. is our crm that's a tool that we use to communicate with claimants but you can call us you know it's 763027618446 but we're not using social media direct messaging twitter whatsapp any of those to communicate we're never on social media going to go into a direct message and say hey let me let me take this offline and so we're not using facebook messenger so people need to be extremely cautious about what they're responding to and yeah i felt um,
1: I felt horrible for this guy because um, he just edited his social security number and everything, so now his ID is compromised likely yep so and, that's what you do it, that's, but that 's what you do you call you, you got you go online to all the credit bureaus and you put you, you, you create an account and you freeze all your accounts. you call your banks, your credit card banks, your uh, savings and checking banks you call them and, and ask what protocols can you put in place so that my money is safe that's what you do you ask them what protocols do you have and then you pick whatever you feel is best for you
2: right yeah we just want people to be very cautious think before you click and and realize that you know even though we've added chat and we've added you know email and phone those are really the 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 methods in which we communicate with you, and uh, you know I guess fortunate in some respects we're not sophisticated, so we don't have all these social media tools and oh, yeah. and the like for providing sort. but the reality is, as I shared last week, people have attempted to clone our websites, right our social media accounts, I should say not our not our uh, claims website but our social media uh, accounts to try and direct people and engage people to get their private information. And as Jake shared, I think it was uh, Jake with his cousin passed mm-hmm. away. We've seen claims for people who have, have passed away recently and people are simply attempting to, you know, to capitalize on the, on gotcha. the, uh, unemployment benefits.
1: We have about a minute left. So what do you want folks to know, Daryl? So one,
2: a, a, a Again, we continue to add staff to try and deal with the backlog that's created from uh from the increase in fraud uh fraud claims and and Rick I'll just share an example because one thing they may see is an adjustment in our claims numbers that we reported to u s Department of Labor so um and we're adjusting we're now adjusting down our claims numbers for uh to reflect potential fraud and as i i want to sort of emphasize that word potential, right? Right. If people go through identity verification, we do have individuals who fail that, that can submit documentation and have their claim move forward. But for fraudsters, again, most aren't able to provide that documentation to continue the claim. So they're going to see our claims numbers go down to reflect that. And just to give you a sense for last week, you know, the gross number of claims was over 11,000. And when we adjusted out the potential fraud, it was down below 5,000. So it just gives people a sense of the number of claims that are being filed that are potentially fraudulent that we're dealing with. So, again, we've asked for a little patience, um, but we continue to try and find more room to add staff and continue to move through the backlog as quickly as possible.
1: And I know the whole staff there is working so hard. Daryl Scott, Director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Office. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. And have a great day.
0: You too. This has been a special presentation of Reopening Delaware. Stay here for continuing coverage on the Rick Jensen show on 11:50 a.m. and 101.7 FM WDEL.